Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. Throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which one works for me. Since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow CRNAs to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. All right, let's get to it. Today's rabbit hole is dun-dun-dun, multi-level marketing. I first came across this concept during my business undergrad at the University of Florida. I was interviewing for jobs in the spring of 2003, and there was a Primerica booth at the job fair. The representative was really interested in me, which was uncommon since the overall job market was pretty weak at the time. Most available jobs were in sales or retail. And since this one fell into the sales category, I decided to attend their private presentation later that week. I entered a small presentation room with about 25 other recruits. We learned that we would be selling various types of insurance and some financial products such as annuities. The pitch touched on how these products could really help people, but the real focus was on how much money you could make. There were a couple of red flags that ultimately turned me away from this opportunity. First, they had recruited me at a college job fair, but this position didn't have any degree requirements. At the time, that was a completely foreign concept to me. I went to college to obtain a degree that would put me in a better position to succeed, not just do something I could have done four years earlier. Secondly, they wanted me to start by recruiting my family to self to first and that they would sell as well later on. And that just seemed shady to me. I knew that my family had no interest in selling insurance. Now, I want to go on a tangent here to look at the history of MLM companies. And while that history is a bit unclear, it seems that the first ones popped up in the 1920s and 30s. Some early examples included the California Vitamin Company, now named Neutralite, and the California Perfume Company, now known as Avon. The concept of binary compensation, whereby a distributor receives compensation for their own sales and the sales of downline distributors, seems to have emerged accidentally when distributors discovered that they were generating more sales for the company by referring their friends and known associates to the opportunity available within Neutralite. At this time, there was no compensation system to reward distributors for their recruiting efforts. So the system of paying a 2% bonus to the sponsored distributor on sales they produced and those achieved by the network a distributor built. This became known as pyramid selling and is often referred to now as network marketing. There are hundreds of companies that utilize MLM systems to sell their products. Avon, Tupperware, and Herbalife are a few of the better known examples. 
Now back to our story. Ultimately, I turned the Primerica opportunity down. Meanwhile, the company went on to split off from Citigroup and went public. It IPO'd at $15 per share in March of 2010. It currently trades on the New York Stock Exchange with a market cap of roughly $5.5 billion and a share price of nearly $140. In fact, there are 17 publicly traded MLM companies, with seven of those having market caps over a billion dollars. Now, depending on your view of MLM companies, that may be some shocking information to you. How can a company that have grown so much and have so much success when its sales are based on a pyramid scheme? That's a fair question, but that means we need to figure out what a pyramid scheme is and see whether that truly applies here. So let's go a little deeper, shall we? The definition of a pyramid scheme is a company that promises its members an income by recruiting other people into the company. A pyramid scheme doesn't have any products or services that it actually sells. This is illegal in most countries, as it is impossible for every member to make money. So what is the difference between a pyramid scheme and an MLM company? MLM companies offer legit products and services, and their members can get paid commission for selling those products and services. The idea behind MLMs is actually pretty great. It's set up to be a win-win for the company and for everyday people. The company makes a product that is in demand and that consumers want or need. Everyday people can join the company and sell the products to others to make a commission by working from home. The company saves money on advertising as their non-salaried workforce does it for them. But before you skip off to join the next MLM opportunity you, you encounter, you need to ask yourself if this great experience for all is the reality of the situation. Unfortunately, the answer is a bit glum. AARP conducted a study in 2018 called Multi-Level Marketing, the Research, Risks, and Rewards that discovered that 74% of people make no money or lose money. Of the quarter that remained, only half of those made more than $5,000. A Federal Trade Commission report is even more pessimistic, stating that around only 1% of those participating in MLMs make money. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle of those two stories, but neither paints a real rosy picture. But those profits are tempting when presented, aren't they? How in the world can you objectively assess an MLM opportunity when it seems it's either all horrible or all great news? First, we need to assess our own business goals. When it comes to a particular opportunity, ask yourself whether it is realistically possible to make part or full-time income from this, or will you have to recruit people to make a good income? What time commitment is required? To know whether or not you're in a good situation with an MLM, you need to tick off several of the following boxes. Number one, are the startup costs and maintenance fees low? Burnlounge.com was a music company that got <clears throat> burned for paying more money for recruiting new members than they actually made selling music. Associates were paying between $30 to $430 per year, plus fees for the rights to sell music. The FTC ordered them to pay $17 million in damages. Number two, are the products high quality and affordable? Many MLMs offer products that aren't necessarily any better than what you can get for much cheaper elsewhere. Number three, do you have to carry inventory? Do you have to prepay for inventory that you then have to sell? Or are you going to have to clean out your garage before you start? Number four, does the company have an affiliate-like system? 
In essence, you gain a commission by promoting another company's product. In this case, it's important for you to find products that you can personally get behind. If you find a product you like and promote it to others, you definitely want to earn a piece of the profit for each sale that you make. Number five, does the company have a generous compensation plan? This information is often pretty convoluted with tons of bonuses tied to performance with individual products and promotions. So it's important to get it straight before just diving in. One way to spot a pyramid scheme versus a legitimate MLM company is in how you are compensated. Make sure that you aren't being paid for recruiting someone, but only for commissions on their sales. Vema is an Arizona-based diet supplement company that was slapped with a $238 million fine in 2016 for its deceptive and misleading compensation practices. They are still in business after restructuring their compensation plan and forfeiting certain company assets. The larger point of this, though, is don't allow yourself to be a victim. Number six, finally, is the company early in its momentum phase? The most upside in an MLM company is early on in their launch or when they're seemingly game-changing products. The longer a company has been in place or the staler the product line, the harder it is for new members to truly make money. I'll be honest, this has been a fun one for me. I've never seen myself personally as an MLM fan, and it still doesn't seem like much of my cup of tea, but I don't personally come away with the stigma that I once had. There's real power here if you choose carefully. The truth is that most people want their side income to be easy, and they discount the amount of effort required to actually produce results. This probably explains a large portion of the folks who ultimately drop out of MLM companies. They were sold an idea of easy money that didn't come to fruition. As with many side gigs, if you have something of value that you believe in, you can sell it and profit in the meantime. And let's face it, gaining some sales experience the MLM way can be invaluable and applicable to many different ventures that you might pursue later on down the line. For more information, check out some of these resources. The Business of the 21st Century, a book by Robert Kiyosaki. The Four-Year Career, How to Make Your Dreams of Fun and Financial Freedom Come True or Not by Richard Bliss Brooke. I also attached the AARP report and the FTC report to the show notes that I mentioned earlier on in the episode. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and I like to cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me, Make sure you find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. I hope you'll join us next time. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.